Hello, and welcome to The Art of Spiritual Sleep. My name is Wendy Rosenthal, and I am your co-host along with Kabbalistic sleep and dream expert, Mordecai Ballas. Mordecai, I always love seeing you. Hello, and how are you today? I'm great, thank God. How are you, Wendy? I'm fantastic. I really am. And I'm always excited to be here with you. Today's episode is called The Sleep Cycle. And today we're kind of wrapping up the last five weeks where we went through all the different stages that your soul goes through, that you go through along with your soul in order to get to that amazing space where your soul taps into all of the messages and everything that you need to learn to help make your awakened day even better. So I'm very excited to get started with that. But before I let Mordecai uh, share with us all that he has to share, I want to remind everybody that at the end of this episode, we have two amazing features that you do not want to miss. The first is the language of dreams, where Mordecai shares with us the sleep symbol of the week so that you can start to interpret your dreams as they come up and also something to sleep on because Mordecai and I really want to make sure that you have the, all the tools that you need in order to better your sleep. So you want to wait uh, and stick around for that. And finally, I want to remind you that we love to hear from you. We love your comments. We've been very excited. We've been getting a lot. And so if you have any questions during this episode, please feel free to write them in the comment box. And if we don't get the, to them today, you can be sure that we will follow up with you soon thereafter. All right, take it away, Mordecai. All right, so um, we, today we're going to talk about the, actually the cycles of sleep. As you said, Wendy, it's like wrapping up everything that um, uh, we already did. And um, here is when it might get a little bit uh, counterintuitive um, because um, sleep doesn't um, uh, progress through, yes, we described all those stages uh, in the metaphor of takeoff and landing. Uh, sleep doesn't progress throughout all those stages in a sequence. And the way it works is that sleep begins obviously in stage one, <laughs> right? And then it progresses into stage two, right? And three and four, okay? So then after stage four, stage three and two are repeated before we go into the rapid eye movement stage. Oh, really? Again? Yes. So, what's the, the reason they repeat? Um, Again, scientifically, uh, I'm not sure what's the, uh, the, the explanation, but I can share spiritually, energetically, it's, um, uh, you know, sometimes the plane does, uh, the pl when the plane takes off, sometimes uh, there is a stage where you took off the seat belts, but then um, um, the seatbelt sign goes on again. Right. Or uh, you have a situation where, yes, we did reach already the cruising altitude, but we're going to climb a little bit higher. Right, okay. So the way to look at it is like the plane takes off, cruising altitude, but then there's another, another glitch, another going higher to be able to go so-called above the clouds. Right, so, so it's like... the repetition of stage... Um, two and three, again, 
they come in for the sake of, um, might sound a little bit funny, but it's like for the sake of transitioning, uh, doing a jump to, to a higher sefira, to a higher emanation. Because it's not physical. It's, you, the soul needs to go to the next level. And right. it takes a sort of a quantum jump. So the soul uses physically stages uh, two and three again in order to... Uh, so it's one, two, three, four, two, three, five. Wow. So it's almost like just, again, to, to kind of use the analogy of flying, you know, if you're flying from Los Angeles to New York, there's different phases of the flight. At some point, you might have to go higher because there's other planes around. You need to be in a different airspace, right? Or you have some right. turbulence. And so the pilot is trying to find the right place to be. Is that what you're kind of talking about? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like really achieving the best... But, but even more, maybe if we look at a space shuttle, right? like a spaceship. So you have one, two, three, which is all the, the, the engines are making the efforts uh, from the moment that it's still on the ground and uh, you have a green light, you can go ahead. And so the engines work very hard to get out of the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. But then as far as I know, I might be wrong, but as far as I know, then there's another boost of the engines to right. actually go into space. Right. So that's sort of like, we need this another repetition of two and three, like it's more effort of the soul to reach out that cruising, uh, um, that cruising altitude, which is actually the dream state. Can I ask a question before you go there? Is that, yeah. are we, are, is stage two and three in that phase of the journey similar? to what it was before. So meaning I can be woken up more easily or there, you know, the kind of the pitfalls that we talked about in those two stages might kind of be there as well. Or is it sort of like 2A and 3A? Yeah, it's like, it's, I would say um, it's more like, um, I mean, physically is the same brain waves. Mm -hmm. Spiritually, you're already way higher, way okay. higher. And at the same time, there is, relatively more opening than when you're already like at stage five, there's relatively more opening to, uh, um, uh, to kind of like bring you back. Okay. You know, and, and the, the idea is uh, we might be familiar with this, that uh, maybe um, like one of our kids, let's say uh, we fell asleep on the couch. I can relate to that. <laughs> and uh, you know, one of your kids is like, uh, going on you and it's like trying to wake you up. It's like you're already like, uh, everything is fuzzy. Right. You know that someone is like on you, but it's, you have like a, some feeling of who it is, but it's not like you're fully on. Right. Because there's already like, you know, big parts of it already left, right? But there's still an opportunity to bring you back even though they might need to make more effort to actually bring you back. Okay, so it's, so it is a little yeah. bit different. It's kind of like a yeah. 2A it's, more, it's heavier. 2A and it's heavier than the first right. two, three stages, stages two and three in the beginning. And I assume like you were talking about- So this about is going on, by the way, throughout the sleep. Um, it's going on for like five, four, five times throughout the night. Okay. This cycle, one, two, three, four, 
and then you have uh, two, three, and five. Got it. Okay, so when the cycle ends, there's a beginning. So it might seem like um, that we have five different flights throughout the night's sleep. I want to make it clear that they are not necessarily connected. Those cycles take up to 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, we typically enter the REM, the rapid eye movement stage, which is the stage of dream, after 90 minutes. If you remember stage one, it takes like seven minutes to do the, the takeoff and up to 90 minutes um, to uh, get to the uh, REM stage. That's why many times in the dream interpretation, I ask the individual, when did you go to sleep? And when approximately you had a dream, if you, if you woke up from it, so you would know approximately when did you have the dream. And if it wasn't 90 minutes, if it was less than 90 minutes, then I know that the dream is less truthful. Right. It has less significant messages because uh, you didn't even reach uh, that stage. There were forces that were trying to interrupt. Right, and I think, I think a lot of people will be able to relate to that. You know, those, 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 yeah. those moments where you're like, you think it's deep sleep, and then you wake up and it's like, it's only been 30 minutes. You're like, how did that happen? So I think right. it's a very common experience that people have. And sometimes they do have, like, I know I have dreams in those moments, you know, where, and then you wake up and you're like, oh, that was weird. They almost seem more yeah, weird. Yeah, I mean, they were, they're dreams. not like completely insignificant. Right. But obviously you want to reach the 90 minutes. And I want to give here another nugget, which I wasn't planning I to give, nuggets. but I'll share it anyway. <laughs> for, from the sleep coaching that we have, from the sleep coaching program, um, part of the coaching that we do is to aim your sleep to be in cycles of 90 minutes in a way that let's say you want to go to sleep, just for the example, you want to go to sleep at 10 p.m. So it needs to be uh, um, packages of 90 minutes. So you can sleep, for example, for six hours or seven and a half hours. Ah. Or in, let's say nine hours if you want to go crazy. But let's say if it's eight hours, it's not the you won't feel fully rested. Oh, interesting. So the way you want to do it is let's say you you're aiming to sleep for seven and a half hours, let's say. So you aim your you put your clock, you go to sleep at let's say 10, and you put your alarm to be seven and a half hours from the time you went to sleep. Wow. So that's, that takes a little bit of planning. So like if I have to get my kid out of bed for school at 6 a.m., then I have to work backwards in increments of 90 minutes. So, so yes. does that also mean that like if you do, let, let's say four and a half hours, that four and, a half, four and a half hours can be very powerful sleep because that's an increment more, of 90 more minutes. More powerful than five hours and 15 minutes. Right because you're going to be more well rested got it 90 oh, minutes is uh, is um, um like takeoff till landing okay but um remember that after the 90 minutes you go into the rem state 
which is the actual time of the dream, mm -hmm. which can be, uh, by the way, up to an hour. Okay? So the reason we want to do 90 minutes and not two and a half hours, because you might say the REM is... Uh, because when you reach the 90 minutes, you're just about to enter that realm, and then the alarm goes off, you weren't in the... You weren't in the safe. Right. Right? In the safe of dreams, right? I just broke into the safe. And now, I, you know, the alarm goes off because the police is about to come. I have to <laughs> leave everything and go. So it's better you don't even go into the safe knowing that uh, you need to come back down. So, yes, maybe the last cycle of sleep will not be so rewarding. Right. Because you didn't get the dreams that you wanted to get. But it's still uh, very powerful that it doesn't create for you like a, a missed opportunity effect. Got it. How do we know it's a missed opportunity? When we woke up feeling, I need more. I didn't have enough sleep. It's because you cut in the middle the sleeping cycle. Oh, that's so fascinating. I had no idea about that. I have one, another question. So yes. What you described in stage one and two, uh, sorry, in stage one, is it, it's kind of like that moment before you go to sleep, but it feels like as the night goes through, you skip stage one because you're not really awake, right? Or do you still go back? Yeah, to because stage one, one uh, well, it's more like it's really faster, okay. right? It's like, you know, it's like uh, you do take off, but you already elevated. Got it. It's like, imagine you have like a, a, a station, a space station on the moon. So you don't need to go through the whole thing again, but it's, so it would be uh, faster energetically, Got but it. it's going to take approximately the same time uh, because it's like, it's a sort of going up and down, but not fully down uh, all the way. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, it does. <laughs> It does. I was just curious because I, I understood two and three because two and three, as we've discussed, you're, you're kind of yes. sleeping. You're on your, you know, like you're more yes. asleep. Whereas one was kind of the, that moment beforehand. So I just didn't, I want right. to make sure I caught it. I, and I there's, just, a, I there's another beautiful thing, by the way, about it, that um, the REM, the stage five, the first cycle, it will be relatively short. Like it can be five minutes that you are in that stage or like uh, even five seconds. Some dreams can last between three to five seconds. And some dream can actually last longer. It used to be, by the way, uh, in the scientific society, they, they used to say that the dream lasts only three to five seconds. Mm -hmm. And later on throughout the years, they said recently that if you had a dream that it's longer, it's also possible that it was longer. But it's usually shorter than what we, what we think of it is. Of course. So imagine I did the 90 minutes, right? I did the 90 minutes. First time I go into the REM, to the storage of the dreams, it's uh, maybe five seconds, maybe five minutes, few minutes experience. And as we go through the cycles, the experience goes longer, ah. up to an hour. So... Uh, that, that's why it's so important. I'm giving another nugget between. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. no, it's okay. 
There's so much more to give. I know. So that's why it's so important when you go to sleep, we, it should be early, like 10, 11, around that time, even though there's always exceptions. But 1 to 3 p.m., 1 a.m. to 3 a.m., sorry, not p.m., 1 a.m. to 3 a.m. are considered to be, by Chinese medicine, Kabbalistic uh, sleep, and uh, also scientifically, the hardcore of the sleep. Because by then, you already had a few cycles of the 90 right. minutes. And it's also, by the way, as a side note, the time that the liver is cleansing. Oh. Every organ, according to Chinese medicine, has two hours in the 24 hours. The times of the liver is 1 to 3 a.m. So the most important time of sleep is 1 to 3 a.m. I And I'm sure you're going to tell us why that is... I mean, connected to liver or why it's important, most important spiritually to clean, cleanse yes. the liver. But that's, you know, by the way, if you do a liver cleanse, it's going to affect also your sleep. That's, a, that's another side note. But yes, you know, it, it's really amazing technology. The whole idea, the consciousness behind it. Like, you know, when you, when you take a flight, you know, the, the pilot tells you, because it's all computerized. Mm -hmm. The pilot tells you that our flight is going to be three hours and 48 minutes. Right. Really? Why not three hours and 20 minutes? Why not four hours? How does he know? It's all designed. It's all perfectly designed. Similarly to a sleep, to a degree that before you even went to sleep, Wendy, this is uh, mind-blowing, this one. Before <laughs> you even went to sleep, it's already determined how much time you're going to sleep that night. Really? You have plans, right? Oh, I'm going to sleep for eight hours. I'm going to sleep so good. I have everything ready, everything prepared. No, there's a different plan. They know exactly when to expect you, um, what to give you. It's already ready. And it's changing according to the preparation you do when you go to sleep. Oh my, so when you say they, you're saying yes. the, 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 all the angels and all of the, 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 the metaphysical agents that are working towards helping our soul elevate to get to the place that needs to, to give us the messages. Exactly. Got it. And the, the cycle of sleep that we covered is the divine protocol to give you exactly what you need for your soul to wake up in the body the morning after and to reveal the maximum light that you can reveal on that day. Wow. It's designed perfectly. And of course, you can improve it with the techniques that we're learning, right. with the meditations just, that we're using, with the different tools. Just like uh, airplanes are always advancing, right? We're always getting new yeah. gadgets and new things on airplanes to make them more efficient and better. So it's the same thing. Beautiful. So it is beautiful. It is. I, I have a, a, a question about napping then. Yes. You know how people go, okay, like I'm a terrible napper. I cannot nap. I, I, na I can nap. nap. And when I nap, I am like grumpy, gr Gus, it's terrible. So, but some people yeah, really like get a my, lot of Like my wife, you know, I'm saying to my wife, I'm going to take a nap. And I says, no, you're going to sleep. You're not going to take a nap. <laughs> you yeah. know? But for my wife, it's, uh, she feels many times afterwards like, uh, oh, you know, I like, feel... why did I 
bigger than them. Exactly. So, so if the 90 minutes scenario is yeah. important and you're telling us to like say that, then what about napping? <laughs> and should you, if you're going to nap, should you take a 90 minute nap or does it make a difference? Right. So first of all, I work with people as part of the sleep coaching. Mm -hmm. I work with people that, um, uh, they work night shifts. So everything is like the upside down because they sleep in the day and they walk during the night mm -hmm. because of like time of markets or like they, you know, like different reasons, Whatever. right? Doctors, nurses. So, uh, or they walk with different time zones. Mm -hmm. And um, you could see that for those that walk in different time zones, it's not really considered like a regular nap. But when we speak about people like me and you that we, uh, we walk during the day and we go to sleep. And it's funny because in Europe, um, until recently, I think they still do it. There's a, a schlufen time. There's a time, yeah, siesta time, yeah. that people go uh, yeah. in the middle of the day for one hour, two hours to sleep. Yeah. Here's the Kabbalistic intake on this. If you live your life that the day, during the day you walk, and in the evening, at night you go to sleep, and you're having a nap in the middle of the day. A, the gates are closed. Okay. So you, you're going over there, like really like knocking on the, <laughs> at the fifth stage. Let's <laughs> for 90 minutes. It's harder to take off. There's, there's worse conditions. Even at the airport, it's actually the opposite. During the night, there's not many takeoffs. There's right. not a takeoff at 2 a.m. There's landing at 2 a.m., uh, possibly. Hopefully not, but most of the takeoffs are during the day. Right. right. So, so going back to this, it's really, really important to understand if we want to connect to the big picture. If you're having a nap during the day, unless it is Saturday, Shabbat, Saturday afternoon, it's a very eleva elevated time to take a nap. During the week, do whatever you can uh, to stay awake. I don't know, whatever works for you, uh, B12 vitamin, uh, coffee, whatever works for you, because um, it's not gonna be rewarding. It's not gonna be effective for you. And um, unless there's always accept an exception, there are, uh, we're talking about the Kabbalists, right? Let's say Rabbi Chaim Vital, the student of the Ari, Rabbi Zekluya. This is These are like giant souls. Unless you know what you're doing and you can elevate in less than 90 minutes. And uh, there are people that can do that. You elevate in less than 90 minutes because you, have, you know certain Kabbalistic right. techniques. And you can do, you can, you can be in five minutes already upstairs. Okay. But uh, it takes a lot of practice and, uh, so, and so I know it, I know it for my teacher. I know it from the Rav, that the Rav could do maybe two minutes going up and down, a minute sometimes. And that's like recharging the soul for, uh, it's like whatever it takes for other people to do in two hours, uh, our teacher, Rav Berg, would do it in two minutes, okay, three so minutes. 
So it's, it's if it's and it also depends why you're taking the nap. Right. Why are you doing this? Because you're tired? Because you want to get messages? Well, there's some, you know, there's a lot of science that says that, you know, napping isn't bad for you. It gives you recharge. Oh, no one says, yeah. no, I don't think yeah. it's bad, but don't expect it to be rewarding. Rewarding, got it. Charging, okay. as you might think that sleep is. Okay. I, I love this. I'm still, I'm still kind of reeling from the 90 minute thing. I really am now going to sit down and kind of calculate my whole sleep. It's very exciting. Yes. All right. Yeah, More for time. those that want to try it at home, you're already going to see the difference. Yeah, I'm definitely trying that. I, I try everything that you that you put there, but that one I get. I'm very excited about. Okay, yeah. Mordecai. I'm saying you know that you can imagine for those of us that are watching and listening, you can imagine if this is what you're getting in the out of spiritual sleep in our sessions, you can imagine what you're getting in the actual sleep coaching. Yeah. Right. Like this is just the warm up. Well, what yeah. you can get later on. I, I agree. I agree. Okay. So tell us yes. now, we're going to switch gears a little bit. Thank you for, for taking us through that whole journey. And I'm excited for what's to come. But we want to hear what the language of dreams uh, segment is today. Tell right. us what is the sleep symbol of the week. So today we picked up um, the idea of uh, colors. Colors in, in, in a dream because... Colors, many times, we know that uh, the creator has different ways of expression. The creator expresses uh, and communicates to us through science, uh, through art, through nature. So many ways, beautiful ways, that the creator, the life force of the creator is communicating with us. And one of the ways that the creator is communicating with us is... Uh, in a very beautiful way, is through colors. Colors also correspond to the emanations, to the sephirot. So for example, we're not gonna go through all the colors, but for example, the color white. Color white is connected to the emanation of chesed, the energy of sharing, of giving of yourself, of extending yourself to the other person. Or the color red is connected to the energy of Gevura, which is receiving, confronting in a proactive way, fighting for what you believe in. And the color green is the energy of balance, right? And, and it's, it's funny because even today we know, right? Uh, people go green uh, with recycling. Why is it green? Um, the whole idea of uh, electric vehicles and... Um, lowering the, uh, the CO2, uh, uh, everything, it's all like going green. Why green? Why not go, uh, uh, going yellow, mm -hmm. uh, going, um, I don't know, orange? Why? Because yellow, uh, green is the energy of balance. So the Kabbalists teach that all the colors in the dream, they're good, except for one which is more like, um, back then in the old days, they didn't have a name for it. They said it's a sort of a combination between uh, light blue and green. Today we can call it uh, turquoise. Turquoise. Right? That's turquoise, yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so All turquoise right. is a color that is associated with energy of life and death, 
with energy of, uh, with crucial energy. So usually when I do dream interpretation, um, usually um, because I know all the colors are good in dreams, so usually when I listen, as I filter through all the symbols, and yeah, the chair was uh, yellow and, you know, skip that, skip that, skip that. But if the color is tur turquoise, then, uh, then I know, oh, you need to pay attention here. Okay. Because the symbols are there to try to get our attention. And many times when a person doesn't know dream interpretation, they don't know what to pay attention to. So the way it's like I'm going with a detector as they telling me the dream and um, I know from experience and from the guidance of uh, Yosef HaTzadik, Joseph the Righteous and my teachers, when are we hitting a hot spot? When is it beeping? Okay. So in general, colors are good, except for the turquoise, which is highly recommended uh, not to dismiss it and really to speak as soon as possible. It's an urgent dream to speak as soon as possible to one of the Kabbalistic uh, dream interpreters. Okay. Um, obviously, red is um, a color of intensity, mm -hmm. of um, judgment, not necessarily in a negative way. So if someone sees they're wearing, uh, let's say, red clothes, or um, they enter in a red car, and they really emphasize on the red, then you know that there's a, a warning sign about intense times that are about to come, okay. intense energy that is about to come, you have to prepare your vessel. Um, obviously, if it's white, it's really awesome because it's an opportunity for you to share, opportunity for you to give. If you're wearing white clothes, it's beautiful. Energy of purity, energy of sharing, energy of uh, giving. And it also means that you go, you're going to get good news when you're wearing uh, uh, white clothes. And obviously black is the exact opposite of white. Black is connected to the energy of malchut, of the physical reality. It's an energy that only receives, right? Okay. If you have a black car and it's standing at the sun, it's gonna be toasted by the time you come in, uh, in especially if right. you live in Arizona or Vegas. <laughs> right? You shouldn't have a black car unless you really insist. So black is energy of um, uh, challenging news that are about to come. Okay. Um, if the person actually wore black uh, clothes. And you can add those symbols. Let's say if it's a, a person who passed away and they're wearing white. So you can go back to the episode we had about oh, great. people who have passed away. If it's someone that is wearing black, so you can combine the symbols. And by this, you're taking the words of the language and you're making out of it sentences. That's amazing. Yeah. Okay, great. So also, I'm sure if somebody has a question about a specific color, since we can't go through yeah. the entire rainbow. Yeah, um, I mean, just let us we know. can also mention that, let's say brown. If you saw something in brown, it's connected to trusting people that ended up... Um, failing you, like uh, uh, using letting your you trust. Down. Okay. Yeah, letting you down. So it's important to trust the light of the creator and the light within the people rather than the person himself. 
Awesome. All right. And something to sleep on. So something to sleep on. Uh, we prepared for you actually a section from the Zohar. Uh, this section is connecting us to the cycles of sleep. So you can read this if you want to uh, actually balance your uh, sleep cycle. And uh, it's also giving you the gift to attain a spiritual, to, it's connecting you in a higher possibility to connect to the gift of attaining spiritual, spiritual secrets uh, in your dreams. And um, just want to make sure I have the, I'm going to give you the right uh, one. Um, just want to make Lech sure. Yes. So it's Lech Lecha, Zohar section Lech Lecha, paragraph 138, uh, which will get it to you uh, later right. on. Yep. And um, of course, if you already have the Zohar, which is great, you can already start using it. All right, and thank you for that. You can find this and all of the content and all of the something to sleep on uh, tips yes. and, and um, exercises and everything on all of our social media and our YouTube channel. So we are on Facebook, the Facebook group, The Art of Spiritual Sleep. We're on Instagram at The Art of Spiritual Sleep. We are also on YouTube and you can just uh, search The Art of Spiritual Sleep. You'll find the channel with all of our episodes and we are on all of your favorite podcast platforms, but you definitely wanna make sure you visit us to get the Something to Sleep on content. Mordecai, thank you so much. This was so insightful. I feel like I'm just taking away so many, too, almost too many nuggets. It's very exciting. <laughs> and uh, we are very, uh, look, very much looking forward to seeing you next week. Thank you everybody for joining us. Please make sure if you find anything that you like in these sessions that you share with your friends, you like us and you subscribe to our channel so that we can make sure that your sleep gets better and better each week. Have a good, fantastic week. Gute Nacht. <laughs> bye bye.